This week on Hexgrid Hangouts comes with a disclaimer. The person I'm about to speak with uh, has several non-disclosure agreements out on certain projects that they're a part of, so don't expect any big scoops in this one. This week I am joined by one of the few people that I currently am being GM'd by, Allison Seib. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I've been uh, tempering my uh, uh, excitement to uh, just barrage you with requests to uh, hang out and talk to me a little bit because <laughs> uh, for as long as I've been doing this podcasting stuff, you've been a kind of a known quantity, uh, at least on TTRPG Twitter. So um, um, that's the first <laughs> I've heard of that. <laughs> is that. Is that real? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, there's there's sports Twitter, there's black Twitter. TTRPG Twitter is the uh, the, the kind of... Uh, it's definitely not an organized community, uh, as you can imagine, but, like, the, the, the realm of people whose only goals are to uh, tweet out their new episodes, retweet out their new episodes, and uh, try and garner followers. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, dear. I'm... I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely spending too much time on Twitter then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're not like overly chatty. Like I try to be. No, it's like, oh, you know, uh, you're real friendly with uh, the likes and the retweets. Always appreciative. But that's getting way ahead of ourselves. Uh, so for those who aren't um, entrenched in TTRPG Twitter, uh, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, um, there's there's stuff to say about myself. Um, <laughs> um, that's that's news to me as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Alison Side. I am a uh, a freelance uh, game writer. Um, apparently, up somehow. <laughs> that's as big of a surprise to me as it is to anyone else. Um, I run uh, our local gaming club um, down here in the uh, in the southern uh, part of uh, of England. Much to uh, much my much to my dismay and horror. Oh. Um, God knows how that's that's happened. Um, and I uh, have um, helped in putting together the Star Rollers um, podcast, of which you are one of our perennial pillars. Yeah, yeah, I have a blast there. So I am going to get to that. You got got quite a lot of projects I'd like to touch on. But first off, uh, your your uh, amazement that you're the are you the lead of your little gaming club and. What's that kind of like? Uh, we uh, we put together our city's roleplay club back in I think it was 2016. Mm -hmm. um, this was all pre-lockdown at, at the moment. Um, prior to that, we had a fairly large club which um, uh, fell off over the years, um, and uh, eventually I was able to um, to get it back up and, uh, and and running in a completely new iteration mm. uh we've now got a got a group of people who run it uh, far far better than i could on my own so oh. they are um, they are doing lovely and um after lockdown we're going to uh relaunch and get things back going better than ever okay so uh from my experience we have uh, uh individual gaming shops have their they have little not even formalized clubs. They have cliques, they have groups of people, and it's kind of dependent on the location. So are you, mm. is your group like a uh, non-committed 
location kind of conglomeration? Oh, we have a we have a dedicated location, okay. um, and we work with uh, with our local uh, board game cafe. Oh, lovely. Okay, that's that's kind of what it sounded like too. So cool. I'd like to get that clarified. So um, I know you best uh, through your Starfinder stuff, but it sounds like you probably just run the gamut of uh, all games available. I do. Um, I, I do have uh, have a lot of games that I particularly enjoy. Starfinder is one of my absolute best. Mm-hmm. I um, I really enjoy Starfinder. Um, <laughs> But I've done um and and do play uh play a lot of other games as well. Um, I could, I could give you a list of my top five if you want. Please, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Right. Let me think. Uh, top five. I love Eclipse Phase. Um. Mm. Big fan of Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, we have uh, Vampire the Masquerade, which I've uh, I've had the good fortune to write a little bit for, which is lovely. yeah, yeah. Um. Starfinder, Pathfinder, of course, and, um, <laughs> and I am constantly advocating for people to check out Shadows of Esteren, which is a lovely game, and I highly recommend people have a look at it. Oh, I will uh, definitely look into it. I've heard of all the others. I've dabbled with all of them but Vampire, but I, I've heard uh, terrific and terrible things about um, just uh, how uh not visceral i mean like just really good role play goes mm. down in vampire is what i've heard oh it definitely can be yeah yeah um but definitely do have a look at shadows of Esterin if you get the chance sure. um they have a uh, a beautiful little uh, pdf um which contains three playable adventures which you can download for free on drive through rpg i have now done my advertising thing <laughs> while you're good on job. drive while you're on drive through RPG, also have a look for anything that I've published on my own imprint, uh, Cosmic Corgi. Yes, yes I was definitely it. going to plug that in there as well. Yeah, Cosmic Corgi. Uh, I, I, I have. I'm pretty sure I have everything you put out. I, uh, like, I was uh, aware of you. This was before I joined Star Rollers, I believe. But uh, you had put out Cybernetic Fay, which uh, I, in in gaming, I, I don't personally this isn't uh, a reflection on the subject matter at all i typically veer away from fey because the first world and fey and all that stuff is so vast and there's so many uh permutations of it and way people envision it i just like you know what yeah. i'm gonna stick with this plane <laughs> but yes. when, I, okay. when i yes and and you know there's so many uh, things to take inspiration from when portraying it. I'm like, I don't know what's the best one or the good one, and I because I don't have a personal attachment. I just, you know, oh, they're a fake. There's a fake. <laughs> that's that's just where I come down on that. But reading through uh, the cybernetic fake to to plug your stuff a little more um, was it was really cool uh, envisioning these people separated cast out it's been a few months since i've looked at the pdfs but they mm. are they're they're trying to survive where they typically would rather not be <laughs> and some of the, yeah. the the cool creatures that you brought the the weapons like i wanted to just rip them off whole, not rip them off but <laughs> utilize them <laughs> in the podcast wholesale but i'm like uh i think Please, now by all means do yeah oh means i definitely <laughs> yep i definitely intend to um 
I'm not going to talk about the current campaign. It's it's going well. It's going strong, and uh, I definitely have opportunities coming in, in the very near future to introduce kind of the some of the arcs and uh, themes, ideas, that kind of thing. And I don't know what system. Yeah, yeah, the themes uh, involved with it, but uh, you use once uh, with your in the cybernetic fay. Like, um, what's the best? It's kind of like a, it's a mechanic, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, kill the beastie. You have a list, and I don't know what system it may be from, but a list of once what this creature would like to get. Yeah, the non-combat solutions to encounters, I think is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I I love the idea of um of being able to um to either talk your way out of a of a potentially violent situation or mm-hmm. or resolving conflict without it coming to uh to violence. Um, and so that's one of the things I I, I try and I, I try and uh, try and do it anytime that I'm like GMing a game if if the players can come up with something which is. Um, fairly fairly innovative or or, um Mm -hmm. or get you thinking that's that's a that's a good idea then um then i tend to say yeah give me give me a couple of skill checks for it and uh, we can um roll with that yeah it's a it's a very cool thing uh and i have in in some of the games i play i i my players run the gamut between like i want to murder hobo Verse like you know is there any way we can uh talk our way out of it or just run away and mm. having that as an option i love i don't know is that featured in another system that you took from or is that a is that a, nope. an exclusive that's, that's you literally, that's literally just something i, I made up holy um, crap okay <laughs> if, if it had been featured somewhere else i would probably have like a better mechanical system on how to implement it or something like that i just thought it was a very nice like uh, like a soft mechanic is how i read it as like you know what mm. not everyone wants to hack and slash here is another option and it was it was like like lightning uh, a li- light bulb going off over my head like oh of course like it's great to have this and i read um quite a few pre-written scenarios between the Starfinder and Pathfinder stuff that I do that I'm like, oh, of course. I mean, this is just seems logical. Of course, you know, you, your party, you want to have the option to, you know, X, Y, and Z rather than cast a spell or shoot them in the face. So, yeah. no, that's great. I didn't know that uh, that was uh, an original creation. Great. Good, good job. Yeah, the, uh, the, the more power you can give your players to resolve things in, um, in their own ways, um, the, the better. Yeah, completely agree. So that's why I thought it like you just uh I say lift, but I mean uh heavily uh borrowed, but that's that's fantastic. So is that something you're going to be and if there's I don't want I'm not trying to get secret info, but is that like something you you you're going to strive for in future Corgi uh cyber or cosmic what? Corgi productions? Uh, with uh, with all of the uh, other Cosmic Corgi uh, releases, that will be um, for for any that have like um, antagonists and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be including something like that. Definitely. Love it. Okay, that's been received. Um, that's that's genuinely been received quite well. So we're definitely going to be. Yeah. That. Uh, and you know, I've it's it's 
added another layer in some of my uh, writing for my campaign where like, you know, I typically expect people to want to fight, but in my current party, I have um, one's a priest of Saren Ray who just wants to heal, but he understands violence does happen. Uh, one outlaw who would rather talk himself out of a combat one and uh i know if he hears this he's probably gonna hear this one asshole who uh just wants to be a prick to everyone and then one tiefling with a big ass sword uh <laughs> so like with my with my group i'm like i i have everyone kind of represented and uh so after reading cybernetic fay this isn't blowing smoke uh anywhere but like i now approach scenario uh, sessions and encounters with like I have to now, but just like, okay, what do these people want? What do these people need to, to get the, to progress the story? What is it that will trigger these series mm. of events? So I, I'm definitely using what you're uh, putting out there. So I, grats. I mean, that's brilliant. I, I really, really appreciate that. It's um, that's, you know, that's, that's just, great that is um yeah awesome <laughs> okay so uh you got the gaming club you got corgi uh, cosmic corgi uh churning out stuff um yeah let's talk yeah, about in, your uh, uh in theory we do um i've uh, i've had to um i've had to delay things with it a little bit due to medical issues um mm -hmm. but uh that's all um that's all hopefully uh hopefully going ahead we have um at least one new release um which we're going for ne um this year which is um going to be a new class oh uh for starfinder oh yeah for starfinder hell yeah i'll i'll at least throw it at my people um <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so uh tell me about your uh, your other freelance work you've you've mentioned uh well i know you've done stuff for starfinder you've mentioned uh vampire uh what 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 first of all before what you have coming out that you can talk about what was that like getting into it how did you get in um my route into uh the gaming industry i, I still have no idea how i did it <laughs> <laughs> um i got uh got a few um uh fiction pieces published i come from like a like a fiction writing background mm. um initially um initially ran into um i think we were yeah if, if i remember right we were looking um i found um there was a post online looking for a few writers for blue rose um by green ronan which was uh, which was lovely i jumped to that chance mm-hmm um and the um chaps over at sanguine um took a couple of uh, pieces for me for uh, for iron claw um i got chatting with uh, with norman at uh, at sanguine and we um um we we kind of um, got uh, got discussing about uh, doing some setting and uh, and fiction writing for um for one of their um games that he'd been wanting to put out for a while which is abyss um, which um, at time of recording has just finished its Kickstarter. Oh, nice! Well, I'd plug it, but I'll still plug it uh, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the notes. That's awesome. So, just your work spoke for itself. You developed a relationship, and <laughs> yeah, hop, skip, and a jump. 
Um, basically, yeah. Um, I, I still don't know how. <laughs> when I heard that um, they were putting out uh, the uh, 20th issue of Wayfinder, Oh um, yes, which I highly recommend. Um, I jumped in to do a to do a fiction piece there, um, which is still available on Pfizer's uh, website. Uh, mm-hmm. Wayfinder. So for is, those, yeah, that's everyone contributes to Wayfinder. Yeah, I was just about to say for those that aren't like I, the podcast is ostensibly a Starfinder podcast, so you must know Paizo Starfinder. But Wayfinder is where community submitted pieces get published and i i can't imagine you're uh the only one who's you know gone on from a a, a humble uh <laughs> posting there to uh bigger bigger things so what so just out of curiosity <laughs> what was your first wayfinder uh piece to be published and um, were there were there unpublished ones attempts before you got posted um, that was my uh, my first attempt to uh, to publish. Awesome. <laughs> um, it's a short uh, fiction piece called uh, Nine Shots, um, oh. which uh, you can uh, you can read in uh, Wayfinder issue twenty, which is um, currently on the uh, Paizo website. Um, it's lovely because the entire issue was uh, was completely dedicated to uh, to Starfinder. So if you're wanting, um, if you've not read it yet and you're wanting stuff from Starfinder, by all means, check it out. Awesome! Uh, and good job for having uh, the the issue number at the ready. Uh, perfect. So I mean, um, basically, everyone who uh, who writes um, anything for Starfinder at the moment, um, free, freelance and so on, um, mm-hmm. has been uh, like got their their chance to shine and their start in wayfinder so okay. if you're looking to um to get a way into writing in the industry that's a great way to do so mm. uh, not in a hexgrid hangout episode but um before i had this brilliant idea to do this side talk show we had jason tondro on an episode and uh, he kind of delved into um kind of his background and some of the advice he gave to uh, getting into Paizo and um, <laughs> South England is definitely not Seattle. And uh, Jason had made it very clear, like, you know, it's, it's the nature of the beast. He doesn't have all the answers. It's not great, but mm-hmm. to, uh, to really, to really get in the door at Paizo specifically, you kind of have to live there. So Wayfinder sounds like uh, uh, a wonderful launching pad for those that, just can't like you can't uh yeah. you shouldn't be expected to uproot your entire life uh for a handful of companies i know it's not just paizo over there in washington but the the ttrpg community there or the yeah the gaming community there in general um is obviously a, a hot spot so um i will definitely uh read more wayfinder i i've, I've skimmed like, you know, I'll like, you know, something when a title or something or a description catches my eye, I'll read it. But uh, definitely cool. I don't know if I've read Nine Shots, but I will look it up now. Uh, so so with freelancing, I guess uh, we can transition into that. What's talked about how you got, well, you still don't know how you got, but <laughs> your first steps into this thing. What's your freelancing schedule like? Or do you have bosses uh, do you have uh, mentors or anything where you're 
you know, like fielding ideas, or is it just, hey, I did a thing? Well, when you're uh, when you're working freelance with companies, um, really whoever you're uh, you're working with, your uh, your editors, your developers, your your fellow oh. writers, yeah, you're, you're kind of like bouncing ideas off them uh, really all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so when I'm, uh, for instance, when I'm doing something with Onyx Path, which I've uh, just recently finished a piece on, um, uh, then uh, then I'm generally working with, um, for instance, Matthew Dawkins, who um, who he's he's local to uh, to southern uh, UK as well, mm-hmm. uh, and um, so if I'm working on that, then I'm working, um, you know, quite closely with uh, with himself and other um, and other writers on um, on Onyx Path. Um, if I'm doing um, like uh, with uh, with Sanguine, um, that one's uh, quite remote, so we're um, we're you know that's almost all online, which uh, which I'm working on, mm-hmm. and uh, we just kind of communicate um, online. In fact, I'm saying that we've been doing that a lot just over the last year, year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thanks to uh, thanks to lockdown, which. Um, um, I'm, I must be honest. Uh, writing um, collaboratively over the uh, over the internet has been a lot. Would you say easier due to lockdown? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the the uh, the community's always been very um, convention driven, which is uh, which is oh. that's uh, until the last couple of years. That's been where you make um, make your contacts. Um, so. Um, the last year has been pretty challenging if you're not able to make it to a lot of the big conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen a lot of new people come in due to just like networking online, which is always um, always good. And I always uh, I'm always quite thankful that I've uh, had that opportunity. Yes, uh, I yeah. When you said uh, convention driven, I just imagine like that is the networking event where you're you know you're you're showing face rubbing elbows all the all the little uh phrases that i can't think all of but but this kind of opened up the field and leveled the playing field to like anyone can write now anyone can send you an email you know it's yeah yeah my it's always open (laughs) and you know i'm sitting at home anyway i might as well put some of the thoughts that are bouncing around the inside of my skull into exactly. something so awesome that's and, and i completely agree it's it's not a, a great thing to uh cheer about but i have to say in the last year of uh it's it's zeroed me in on what i want to do and uh shown me certain things i don't want to do so you know in, in the light of all of the darkness, I mean, the mm. little bit of glimmer can't be ignored. So good on you for that. That's great. It's been like that for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, um, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a creative community at the, at the end of the day. So um, mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of um, been quite useful for uh, for us to like proactively look for the for one another for the creative outlets. Yeah. And uh, one of your more recent creative outlets is the Star Rollers podcast. Uh, so I, I am extremely curious. So first off, uh, tell us what is Star Rollers? And I'm very curious as to uh, 
your your inspiration to uh, push forward and to put this out? Uh, Stone Rollers is our podcast. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> be totally fair. Um, oh, sure, sure. It is the podcast <laughs> of everyone who gets together to to make it. Um, because the uh, the entire idea for it is just literally, hey, let's get together and play some society games. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, it's it's been made um, in in many ways. It's been made easier to get into uh, Pathfinder, Starfinder, society games online. Mm-hmm. Um, that's become very big, very uh, very you know, very much something you can uh, pick up and do over the internet for the last uh, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also been, um, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit different because you, uh, I'd say, a little bit difficult as well because you don't necessarily always have that um, kind of group dynamic that you would normally have, like a at a at a gaming club. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, right, I, 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 I really want to get some people all together to do some uh, some Starfinder Society. Um, and I, I, I'm fairly sure we were moving into like season three, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I've done uh, I've done most of season two. I've done parts of season one. Um, there's a lot of one that I've, which I've not actually had the chance to do, um, and I'm willing to bet that there's a few people who um, who kind of feel the same. Let's let's just let's wrangle a few people together, uh, grab them, put us all in a Discord room together, mm-hmm. record our adventures, and see what we can." can do um and that's really the the only idea and um that's that's really all i've ever done so i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no don't apologize it's it's uh it's one of uh i have this is this this episode isn't about me but i i have a fair few projects but uh whenever i get to collaborate with you and the gang on this it's some of my most fun because we all like it's i guess before i get to that so rather than just having like hey here is a place for anyone and everyone to play these uh scenarios you you took it a step further and like you wanted to put this out to the world and for those that may for those that don't know i don't know why you're listening to me i talk about it all the time but starfinder society is uh, our pre-written scenarios uh geared to bring anyone and everyone that has an interest together to play these four to six hour uh eight hours if it's a starship combat (laughs) scenario uh (laughs) uh, but brings them together kind of standardizes some of the rules so it's a it's a little it's a little i don't say restrictive uh with any sort of malice but you know you have set rules you have to follow um my homebrew bullshit would would be uh scoffed right out the door it's play i think that's the uh that's the way to look at it that's fair that's good um and you just uh these these scenarios are available for uh pretty cheap i have a subscription for them and i i I gotta pile them up in my fold in my computer folders but uh they're pre-written so they're balanced they're they're well thought out and more or less some of them uh more or less they tell the story of the starfinder society and you know there are running themes. There are definitely running gags. Uh, uh, a host of NPCs that show up throughout. So it, I love this kind of you know in the world of a of an MCU this shared 
long running thread of stories being told. It's very, uh, very much that. Um, every, um, every, uh, Star Fantasy Society game feeds into, uh, like a, like a global campaign that, uh, that unfolds, mm. um, episodically, uh, every, um, every year. Um, so you can, um, say for instance, if you're playing it at, uh, your local group, uh, you could quite easily, like, um, pick up, uh, an episode whenever you're available. Um, jump in, uh, play one, um, or as a better example, go to a convention, see which ones are running, um, mm. off a board. Um, and you're using the same characters wherever you play. So if you play at a, at a convention, um, then you can take that character and play at your home club. Um, or you could, uh, you could play that same character, um, in an episode of Star Rollers. <laughs> That's basically how it works. Yeah, I, yeah. I have um, I've played uh, Sam fucking um, in um, in at least um, two episodes outside of uh, Star Wars. Oh, have you? Oh, that's yeah. so cool! Awesome. Uh, so, and that is a that's a great uh, endorsement for it. Yeah, you can play these all over at my local gaming store. Pre lockdown, uh, my city uh, has a lot of travel in it. There are people, and I don't. Once I started podcasting, I didn't need my uh, local gaming store to have games, and the internet opened that up even further. But before that, it was for me every Wednesday evening. I was there, and uh, more often than not, there was at least one person out of town, out of state, out of country, uh, in town for the week, and you know they they had to get their gaming fix, and they you know there's a, a centralized website. Uh, to find your local game shop that has a society uh, lodge. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I forget the organizations. I think they're called lodges. Yeah. 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 Uh, you just link up with uh, the one closest to you. Uh, you show up, you can play a pre-gen or you can whip up your own character uh, following the, the Starfinder Society rules, which they're, they're pretty straightforward. Um and literally take it around the world. And I love it. And at the end of it, you get credit, you get a little chronicle sheet. Uh, and uh, like, I, I love that idea of like, not even hidden, hidden little pockets, just like everywhere you go to a city, there's, there's a group of people who have organized within the area, at least to facilitate these games, which we both clearly <laughs> love very much. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's why I, uh, I, I describe it as like a, you, you can pick up and play. It's mm-hmm. it's that simple. It's that straightforward. Yep. yep. Um, and it's it's always a lot of fun. Um, and they're also a lot of fun to write as well. Yes. Uh, so writing them, you've written, you've published two. Um, I um, have written um, part of uh, Starfinder Society Scenario 3.11 into the Viscarium. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, does this, when does this episode go This out? will come out uh, do, 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 May, uh, no, March 14th, I'm thinking. I might be working on another one. Okay, awesome. So, uh, so that's that's uh, fantastic. Uh, but before before I get into that, because I have uh, some some hard hitting questions about three dash eleven. Um, oh, hard hitting ones. 
well, not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, so rather going back a bit, I I, I said uh, I was going to ask you, you know, rather than just having making a, another online community to play games, you wanted to put these out for the world. What sort of uh, what sort of uh, thinking did you have with that? Did you do you have uh, pie in the sky dreams for it, or was it just like like everything else? You- I had no plans at all. <laughs> okay. I just thought we can record them. There, there's the internet. We can put them on there. People can listen sure. to it. Like, um, God knows what'll happen. It'll probably be a disaster. And we've had some lovely disasters. <laughs> Boy, have we! <laughs> it's uh, it's just uh, just a lot of fun we've been having with Star Rollers, and we mm-hmm. we we have the fun with that every um, every month, and um, mm-hmm. we divide the episodes up. Uh, so that people can listen to them every week. Yep. Um, each uh, Starfinder Society, its uh, adventure is like uh, the. Uh, it, it's generally about four or five hours, so it's like a like a full evening's play. Um, that's a lot of time to be listening to uh, to a podcast. So we divide it up into like bite sized episodes. Uh, and um, well, I say we divide them up. Uh, <laughs> who, who is it that, uh, that you're, you're you're one of our editors? You divide I... them. I am one of the dividers, mm-hmm. the divisors. I don't know you, math um, terms. <laughs> you, you divide it up and set it to yeah. uh, set it to music and just make it make it exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so for the, I mean, I guess I'm now squirming in my chair at uh, getting recognition. But uh, <laughs> if you, I hope you're listening to this and you also listen to the other uh, Starfinder stuff on this podcast stream. Uh, it's not much different at all from uh, what I do on Star Rollers. I I take it on. I try to find some good. We got a before I took uh, some editing over. There was already kind of a good jammy kind of intro song, and I just make sure that there's good ambience throughout. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of the same good fun. Uh, so the PCs are great. One thing that I uh, have I haven't begun to push on, but now that we're uh, getting our ducks in a row as far as streamlining the editing, uh, the recording process anyway. Thank you, Craig Bot. Um, <laughs> one thing I like to do is like kind of, because we have full control over how long our episodes are, you know, just taking a breath in between combats maybe to help flesh out who these PCs are that we're hearing every week. Uh, yep. Sam Bugman, Ratsplosion, um torque these these are just the top three that came to mind mostly because i'm speaking to the voice of sam bugman um (laughs) but like they are so rich like it it would kind of behoove us to you know let them banter a bit and i know when i'm playing in a scenario or even when i'm gming i'll make little uh references to the kind of establishing legend (laughs) that these uh star rollers have become definitely rat explosion i think uh I, i'll speak for the entire cast <clears throat> sorry uh, i'll speak for the entire cast when i say rat explosion is definitely the star of the show um yes uh, rat explosion is played by my uh my partner kit who is yeah. um like that in every game <laughs> please help he cracks me up so much and if you want to chuckle along with us you can find our podcast the star rollers podcast a Starfinder Society actual play podcast wherever you get podcasts. We release every Friday 
uh, barring uh, editorial meltdowns by yours truly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we we got a pretty good uh, backlog growing, and uh, we just I'm having a blast getting to play with all these people uh, around the world. And also, I gotta say, playing with actual people in England has kind of like shied me away from trying to do a, a bullshit American doing a British accent. <laughs> so thank you slash curse you and Richard for that. <laughs> uh, Richard is uh, one of our other, um, other players. He is, um, he's been doing uh, Pathfinder for a lot, lot, lot longer than me. Uh, Richard yeah. is absolutely fantastic. And he plays Casimir. Yeah. He's a delight. Uh, so yeah, that's star rollers. Definitely check that out. Um, but uh, so uh, 311, uh, the uh, Starfire Society scenario you have published out in the world called Into the Vescarium. Yes, that's the one I can talk about because yes. that's what is released <laughs> at the moment. Fantastic. So, uh, one of the things uh, for those not in the know, uh, the Starfire Society in universe is kind of uh, restricted slash not encouraged to uh enter the viscarium can you talk because uh, also actually i'm going to give this little i don't do this often i'm going to give a little sneak peek into my uh writing process so i don't just rip off uh ap's and scenarios <laughs> but i definitely use them all as uh not even rails guidelines as to you know how the universe how this how my starfinder game is i'd like to stay within the realm of possibility of those because the way I way I figure it is like if people are interested in these games, they know the scenarios or they play them in the APs. I wanted to make a game that was at least accessible to those and the lore pays off. Like there yeah. are definite um, nods and outright appearances by Radazam uh, as, a, as a poor man's Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> in an early episode but so i love playing within this the starfinder sandbox mm. and with into the viscarium it sounds like they can go to the viscarium now the uh the starfinder universe is really big um they've put so much um color and and effort and detail into it um the viscarium itself is a uh, stellar civilization um, which was founded by uh, by the Vesk, who um, at the time were incredibly focused on militaristic conquest. Um, they have historically been a long-running enemy of the Pact Worlds. Um, however, centuries ago, when the threat of the Swarm um, attacked both of the civilizations uh, the pact worlds and viscarium were forced uh, into a into a relatively uneasy alliance in order to um, in order to survive um since then um uh, temperature hasn't really cooled between the two um they, <laughs> the two empires have kind of maintained semi-cordial relationships um more recently, within the last uh, couple of years, uh, following um, big events uh, in the Starfinder universe, um, the um, the two um, the uh, the the two have kind of um, saw more overt um, displays of uh, of diplomatic uh, unity. 
and uh, the Viscani has seen a larger influx of visitors from the uh, from the Pact Worlds. Um, the uh, Pact Worlds and the uh, Starfinder Society um, themselves are um, hoping um, to eventually form some kind of um, perhaps um, greater amicability with uh, with their neighbours in the Viscarium. Um, and have been um, limited numbers of uh, of the Starfinder Society, including um, yourselves, if you play Starfinder Society Adventures, mm -hmm. um, have been granted um, access uh, into the past Vescarian borders in order to perform uh, perform your your missions. Um, in Starfinder Society Scenario three point eleven, you get to play as one of those uh, groups of Starfinder agents. And play through four short um, missions quests, um, one of which is written by uh, by myself. Uh, we have uh, three others which are written by Abby Schnell, uh, Ivis Flanagan, and Jan Martin, who have done absolutely beautiful and fantastic work. Um, the Vesk uh, are not the most original in terms of uh, naming conventions. <laughs> their, their home planet is called Vesk. Prime. Uh, the next furthest from the sun is called, uh, imaginatively enough, Vesk 2. Wow, okay. Um, followed by um, Vesk 3, Vesk 4, Vesk 5, and you get to explore the vast majority of them. Wow. Very cool. Um, so uh, I, I, I need to get my hands on it. I know I have it. I have a subscription, so it's already uh bought and paid for and probably downloaded i just haven't uh gone through i'm i'm slowly reading my way through them because i read them very much like uh nine to 15 year old don did with the world book encyclopedia and i'm reading them all uh i can't believe i just admitted that uh i'm reading them all and i'm like kind of like taking little notes to help like flesh out and points you know plot hooks and stuff of uh of these, these scenarios the ap's as well so i'm halfway through season two but um more important immediate um mark the last weekend of march i'm going to i've agreed to uh gm some starfinder games for the uh, southern tomfoolery convention and oh. uh i was going to do 2-10 corporate interests because I was going to, I have three games lined up. I was going to do the, That's a really yeah, good it, it, it really is. Uh, I was going to do the first two on a Friday, then the second two, uh, the last three, if there was time for that last one on uh, Sunday. But uh, being the Vescarium, I think I'm going to <laughs> read 311 and uh, choose to do that one instead, because I, I, I'm itching to explore more of the Vescarium and I can't think of a, better chance to do it than with a bunch of uh like-minded starfinder nerds it's the uh it's the best way to uh to get to um to experience it absolutely awesome so uh what else do you have that you could talk about you know not going to break any rules here so what else have you put out uh recently or that you have coming out uh well, not even coming out. Don't talk about those. Uh, so oh. you, you have 3.11, uh, Corgi, uh, Cosmic Corgi, uh, Vampire oh. the Masquerade. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I recently finished uh, some work um, um, on uh, the Vampire the Masquerade Companion, um, which is um, 
which is a uh, a PDF uh, covering three of the um, uh, very highly anticipated vampire fans into uh, Vampire Fifth Edition. Uh, those being the uh, Shimitsi, the Ravnos, and the Salubri. Um, the uh, the PDF is currently available um, to uh, to download for free as well um, on the World of Darkness website. Oh wow! You will um, you'll be able to find details on each of the uh, clans and their views on uh, coteries. Uh, that's the uh, vampires version of the of the party mechanics. Uh, we were able to uh, to get some lovely things going for that. Um, and uh, myself, um, Erica, who was an absolute delight to work with, um, both uh, created chapters uh, respectively on uh, ghouls and mortals. Hmm. Uh, so um, you can definitely find something there to uh, to sink your teeth into. Um, it's very specifically um, bringing the uh, these uh, these plans and groups and ideas uh, into fifth edition. Um, which is uh, the newest and and hottest uh, <laughs> style for uh, for vampire. It takes um, it takes the entire uh, setting and brings it into a kind of very contemporary, very uh, very young and very forward facing uh, world of darkness. Um, so you are you are going to um, if you've uh, if you've enjoyed vampire or if you're new to vampire and you're wanting um, something which is uh, Free to download, which gives you a good, uh, good grasp on uh, on how we're looking at, uh, especially the uh, those those three clans, uh, the Shimitsi, the Ravnos, and the Zalubri, what it means to be part of those uh, of those bloodlines in the modern night. Um, that's the one to go for. Fantastic! I love it. Uh, I I'm going to get around to playing Vampire, but I have. Uh... Starfinder has become uh, my my main system, but everything I hear about vampires, like it's it's such good role play, it's such mm. uh, visceral, and I don't mean it because it's vampire, haha, but like just vi- like real hard hitting stuff. So I I got to get in on that. Um, I, what, what I've been uh, I've been playing uh, vampire for about uh, almost thirty years now. That's terrifying. What? Yeah, I didn't I know you up... were only 31 years old. <laughs> I picked it up when it was in second edition. Um, I, literally, I was in high school at the time. I did uh, not know it had been around that long. Oh, yes. Yeah, Vampire is probably one of the longest running um, game systems around. Wow, I feel like a real dumb right now but okay cool i have <laughs> i have uh this new hotness to uh sink my teeth into that one was intentional um so excellent uh is there anything else you'd like to plug while you're here um if it's okay i would like please? to talk about abyss oh oh please yes 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 i had i had abyss written down and i couldn't tell if that was abyss written for this or if it's my my post-it note organization is not oh uh, yes <laughs> it's 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 a mess but yes please tell me about abyss abyss was um is the uh the um it was so much so much fun to write um i got talking to uh to norman rafferty uh from sanguine um those who are who are in the uh roleplay community might recognize sanguine as uh producing the usagi yojimbo um roleplay game um mm-hmm. they've also created um 
iron claw, far flung, and uh, madcap, a, a big variety of uh, types of games. And um, while I was uh, while I was talking, to him, we mentioned that he wanted um, that they had an idea for a supernatural action horror game, something uh, something in the lines of uh, of uh, of Helsing or uh, or Hellboy, something um, involving uh, involving yourselves fighting monsters and and in in a in a modern environment and uh, and trying to resist the uh, the growing temptation to become uh, to, to become the monsters that you look into the uh, in, into uh, kind of standing on the uh, on the abyss um the the old adage um, if you look into the abyss uh, you be careful it does not become part of yourself so um that is uh, that is what we uh, we've created i i i, w- I the moment he said um that uh, that he was looking for someone to write the setting for it i was like i can happily write the setting <laughs> of that for you um and he said okay um can you can you get that done in the next um, like month and a half and i was like yeah, I can do. I can do uh, like fifteen thousand words in a month and a half. No problem. Uh, <laughs> it wow. was a big challenge. <laughs> yeah, it was a big, big challenge. So, um, um, so, were, good, so yeah. does that mean you weren't a freelancer? You were like full, full on. Oh no, no! I I was able to do uh, like a thousand, two thousand words um, in the morning. That was no problem. Wow. Okay. Good to know. I, I, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy writing. Okay, and do you enjoy writing with like that's still, I guess two thousand three thousand a day, month and a half. I mean the, the math kind of checks out. But do you do you like crunch? Is that is that crunch writing to you or not in like the video game problem crunch? But like no, that, that was, kind of a deadline. That was uh, that was a good deadline for it. Okay. Um, it let me stay really focused on uh, on the project. Sure. Um, every day, I was thinking up like different uh, different elements of like uh, the world's history or the different factions and and political groups, uh, like the 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 geography. How how um, because um, the basis for uh, for abyss um, just to explain is um, that you are part of a uh, of an international paramilitary organization. Um, your character might be an investigator who's looking into supernatural affairs. Um, you might be a, um, a, a veteran soldier um, armed with uh, techno magic. Um, mm-hmm. You might be a, uh, a werewolf who can who can, who, who is perhaps uh, chipped or um, or can control <laughs> his uh, his bestial tendencies. Um, you might be uh, a, a member of the Fae, or you might be a be a practicing mage yourself um you might be a part demon it could be uh, anything like that but for whatever reason you've uh, been drawn together into this uh, into this group called abyss um and your uh, your duty is uh, as a role of the uh, as is uh, that you've become kind of like a like a warrior of the night um you are out there in this um, mysterious uh, supernatural world Similar to the world uh, that you live in now, but one where where the arcane arts are are real, if uh, if unknown and still mysterious. Wow. Uh, there's like a, like an underground um, system of uh, of 
of people. Uh, someone might, uh, for instance, you might uh, you might find an entire um, urban hub, such as a such as a little subterranean uh, town under under New York, where uh, where goblins could trade their uh, their goods or. Um, or or, uh, or vampires could prey on the on the blood of the living. That that kind of uh, that kind of thing. That's the world in which you're um, you're there, and your um, your duty is to um, to do what you can to uh, to protect humanity and ensure that the supernatural does not subsume the uh, the unawake world such as it is. Um, I I thoroughly love uh, love the uh, love the um, the flexibility that you can have with this game because it uses the uh, powered by the apocalypse um, system, oh. so you can make basically any type of character that you like. Um, and there's a there's a vast vast array of types of powers that you can have, and the only thing that uh, that stands in your way is how much of yourself you're willing to uh, to sacrifice to use them. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> so I've I've only recently uh, started listening to a podcast that's, uh, and I've never played a Power by the Apocalypse uh, game before, but I'm listening to a podcast that's using it, and uh, I gotta say, like it's it's real dice light, which um, it really is, yeah. Which I, I I I love the math rocks. Don't you know crucify me? <laughs> but <laughs> after uh, for this five years of uh specifically d20 games because that's just what my groups have typically gone towards hearing how narrative focus uh role play you know d20 games they're they're not role play light by any means but just how the sheer openness to uh what you can do in a power by the apocalypse game uh yeah the abyss sounds uh um, amazing where can uh where can we get this um, you have uh, you have just missed the Kickstarter for it, I'm afraid. Oh, oh it was so close. Um, but God we are damn. fully kickstarted, <laughs> and all of the stretch goals were met. Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, Good. I've got to tell you about the stretch goals. Please, um, please, yeah, I, I will. I will <laughs> watch your social media like a hawk. Uh, the, um, to, uh... the biggest one, uh, the one that we were just able to grab, was uh, our wide release, uh, which um, that stretch goal allows us to put copies of um, Abyss into your local brick-and-mortar game stores. So if you're asking where you can get a copy of it, um, mm. ask at your local game stores. Uh, you'll also huge. be able to um, to pick it up in uh, in all of your um, in all of your online uh online stores uh sure. it'll be on drive through um but by it all means definitely oh see oh yes absolutely mm-hmm. but by all means definitely get a get a physical copy of it okay yeah yeah i'm definitely going to have to do that so just like i'm not in that section of this hobby but to get wide release that's a huge accomplishment that's awesome there's going to be so many people like in this just accidentally seeing the cover and going bananas over it, which I'm sure the cover is, I mean, every cover to an RPG game, I, uh, RPG book, I want it. <laughs> I have to exercise extreme control uh, just just walking. So that is uh, amazing. Congratulations. That's, that's, that's just outstanding. The, um, uh, 
the cover Do you have uh, a, uh... is absolutely beautiful. Um, seeing as you mentioned it there, um, it's it's a it's a beautiful party shot of uh, of one of the uh, one of the teams, um, uh, complete with uh, technomancers, Faye, and uh, and one of the uh, one of the members of the of the of the church, a nun with uh, holy uh, holy machine gun, and uh, and the werewolf just kind of in mid combat set against a, a blood red sky in an in an urban city it's a beautiful cover and um similar with all of sanguine's work um all of the artwork throughout is absolutely beautiful i just pulled it up as you were talking it and like you are doing a damn good job of describing it so yeah that is exactly what you see it looks amazing i am going to be uh picking this up uh physically and digitally like i'll probably get it digitally just to have it so i can start reading it but and most of my games are all online anyway so uh i'll be doing that so it looks like um july of this year uh folks can start to see it unless they are lucky enough to uh have gotten it on the kickstarter uh yeah it, uh, it'll be going out to the uh kickstarter backers a little bit early so um, i'm <sighs> Sorry, that, but it will no, be uh, <laughs> it will be coming to your uh, to your um, to your websites and uh, hopefully to your uh, brick and mortar stores. If it's not, ask them to get a copy of it in stock. Definitely. Well, oh my my local game. Even though I don't, uh, I I can't justify physically going there and playing games anymore. I definitely uh, still like hey. I want this. And they're like, yeah, sure. I'll pay for it. And then like, they'll set it out. I'll call them. I'm like, I'm outside, drop the stuff off. Cause I'm not <laughs> going to risk catching this uh, virus. Uh, no, no, it should at, be very clear. Do not <laughs> risk catching the virus. Yeah. 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 But uh, I yeah, definitely still, entirely safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely uh, do still uh, offer patronage, my patronage to uh, my local gaming shop and encourage everyone to do so. So hell yeah, that is, Awesome. I'm going to be looking at the art for this for a little bit. So, it was a lot uh, of fun to make. It was, it, was, it was loads of fun. Very cool. Very, very cool. So um, what else do you have for me? What, what else can you, can you uh, talk about that you've put out into the, the ether that we should all uh, run off and grab? Um, I can't think of anything. Okay, that's I've fair. I've only been doing this a year and a half. <laughs> All two of this in only a year and a half? Wow. Two, two years max, I think, to okay. be fair. Okay. All right. Well, um, that's I, we have purely the uh, the vibrancy of the uh, of the community and uh, and just how uh, how eager eager and creative and involved everyone who works in it is um, to thank for that. Sure. Okay. Well, then uh, I'll round this out by uh, asking you to tell us where can we find you and follow you on social media. Um, I am on Twitter. Um, I have a Twitter account whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. Cyberwolf. That's the one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have that. Uh, it, is, it is somewhere <laughs> close. Um, and you can uh, you can also check me out on my website, which is cybswebsite.com. I am mostly active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can almost certainly grab me there. Um, you can also find uh, my other projects, um, including uh, Cosmic Corgi, um, on tw- on Twitter, and um, our project Star Rollers, which you should mm-hmm. definitely follow on Twitter. 
Yes. Definitely follow Star Rollers on Twitter. That's where we post most of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if you got an internet connection and uh, an ability to make a Starfinder character, we would love to have you play in it. Uh, we are currently about halfway through the first season. So uh, of the of the books, things are getting really good. Uh, definitely come hang out with us. We uh, we have a very flexible schedule. There's no, there is, I mean, apart from uh, us GMs and me, the editor, there is no commitment required. You put in exactly what days that you're available. Uh, I'll use American Pacific. Uh, so Pacific Standard Time, about 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the very latest, uh, where you can meet up play with folks around the world and uh within a month or two from then (laughs) hear yourself wherever you get podcasts it's um yeah we uh we use the kind of um opt-in for what days you're available system because um we're with an international group um, and that just works best for us all right uh that's it uh for hexgrid hangouts this time thank you so much allison for hanging out with me uh when you get other stuff that you can talk about maybe we can uh twist your arm and have you back oh i should uh, should definitely have a few things to uh to talk about as soon as they're um they're officially released um um if that's not uh hinting at things a little bit too strongly i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> Where's my D20? I'm pretty sure my sense motive modifier is uh, a negative. So you'll just have to... <laughs> we do have things to tell you about, but um, mm-hmm. they will need to be officially released. So um, keep of course. listening to the podcast. And be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, Corgi underscore Cosmic, Cybera Wolf, Star Rollers Pod, and of course, Hexgrid Heroes. That's it this time. Uh, Next week, we should be back into the adventure proper. Uh, And thanks again, Allison, for hanging out with me. Well, thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to um, seeing you in our next adventure. Awesome.